Welcome to the Organic Wine Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Adam Huss coming to you from Los Angeles. Thanks for listening. Allow me to introduce you to Super Gay Spirits. This episode features Tom Jackson, one of the co-founders of Super Gay. And we have a fun conversation about the premium vodka made from organic corn that is Super Gay's first spirit. And the dedication to excellence that is masked by their playful branding. Super Gay is a great example that we don't have to take ourselves too seriously to cause seriously good changes in the world. It's a pleasure to highlight people that are having fun doing something that they enjoy that is also positive and uplifting. Tom lifted my spirits and I wasn't even drinking his vodka. His brand seems like just the thing we need as we head into this post-pandemic summer of 2021. We've grown, we've changed, we're maybe a little wiser, maybe a little more awake, and there is hope. We need to smile. We need to spread some joy. We need a little super gay. Enjoy. Welcome, Tom. <laughs> uh, it's nice to talk to you. Welcome to the Organic Wine Podcast. Thanks for joining. You are the co-founder of Super Gay Spirits, which is a fabulous name that we will get into. But can you talk a little bit about what where, what else are you? Where did you come from? What, what is the inspiration behind what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, I come from a interesting background. I, I've worked in publishing, uh, publishing a, a queer magazine. Um, and I've also worked in advertising, um, working on all kinds of different brands, building out, uh, you know, ad campaigns and brand identities. Um, and Super Gay came about because I lived across the street from a wine store that I used to go into a lot. And the owner at the time, um, uh, Aaron, uh, you know, uh, is my co-founder in, in Super Gay. Um, so when he had that wine store a while back, I used to go in there and chat about wine and spirits and all different things. And, and he was the one that actually came up with the idea and, and suggested it. And I thought, oh, that sounds like a really interesting um, challenge and interesting project and unlike anything else out there. And so we started to, to, uh, develop it together. Um, and that was a couple of years ago. And then, and then, uh, last March we, we launched it into the world. So you, you have worked on the recipe, um, for 18 months and you also at, during that same time sort of worked out a branding plan, a marketing strategy, I imagine. Yeah, that was a big part of the process of developing Supergate was what do we want to, what do we want to be in the world? You know, because there's, it's, it's easy enough to just make a vodka and, and throw it out there. But, you know, what do we want people to think about when they think of Supergate? You know, we have a name that is sort of inherently very, very playful and very fun. Um, and we wanted to, we were kind of having this push and pull of, of, you know, this word kept coming up, um, you know, not novelty. We, we didn't want to be a novelty because we thought that was a bad thing. But then I think as we started to kind of sort of examine what it means to be a novelty, it's really means you're novel. It means you stand out. It means you're unique. And I think that really was inherently a big part of, of, of what we wanted to create. We wanted to create something that was unique and didn't exist. And so we started to, to lean into that. 
Um, and that sort of opened up a lot of doors for us because it allowed us to have a lot of fun and be very playful and be really creative with, you know, uh, things like what the label looks like and our website and how we, how we interact with people on Instagram and, you know, all that stuff. So, so yeah, that was kind of a big part of the process of sort of developing who we are and, and what we want to be in the world. And I mean, a lot of it is just really evolved as we've started to grow and get in front of people and get feedback. But um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a really fun process so far. It's, and I'm, I'm on your website and the image is sort of like a Matisse like face that could be, you know, it's, it's made up of multiple features it could be almost drag. It could be male. It could be female eye. A male eye. There's a that's kind of a fun little icon. Um, what went into that? We we spent a really long time working on the design for the bottle. We we commissioned, uh, I think, at least four different artists to do things, um, do designs for the bottle, and this one that we 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 finally um chose was was done by blake wright and he's a really really talented artist i think he um if my memory serves me correct went away for the weekend and maybe had an experience with some psychedelic <laughs> mushrooms <laughs> and drew a whole bunch of faces and he he had about i mean he must have had 10 different faces and they were all so fun and also great um, and then this was the one that just felt like it was the most appropriate for the name and for the bottle and for what, what we wanted to do. Um, but hopefully in the future, we can use some of those other faces for other, other releases we'll be working on. Right, right. Because right now you're, you're vodka, but I'm sure you have plans for other things in the future as well. We do, yeah. Vodka felt like a really good one to get started with. Um, it, it still is the largest... Um, the most sold spirit in America. Uh, tequila is obviously like nipping at its heels, but it's pretty yeah. far behind vodka. Vodka is still a super, super popular spirit. And it felt like a really fun one to get started with um, and to kind of redefine a little because it had got a little, um, maybe a little boring in the past. Yeah. People weren't really doing doing that much with it. So it felt like a really fun one to start with, but we we definitely do want to work on other, other spirits. Um, going forward so yeah stay tuned we have other ideas <laughs> that we're working on i love it i i just have images of like a, a russian bathhouse and then some very uh colorful person leaping in like doing a cannonball is sort of like the emergence of your brand in the vodka market um, <laughs> i like that i like that description very evocative <laughs> Like we splash and <laughs> here we are. Um, I love it. So, well, what what kind of things did open up? I mean, what what kind of experiences have you had bringing this to market um, or, or bringing it out into the world, like giving birth to your your baby? Well, it's been a long and arduous journey, honestly, because we we worked on it for so long um, in development. And sorry if you can hear the train outside my window. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in Dumbo. It gets a little, it gets a little loud under the, under the bridge. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, it was a really long and arduous 
process to get going, it was really, really challenging because, you know, obviously liquor, the liquor business is highly regulated and, and very complicated. And, um, and I think we probably both went into it a little na- naively about the, the red tape and the challenges that we would face. Um, so it took a long time to get all our ducks in a row and, you know, make sure we were, we were doing all the things we need to, needed to do. But, um, now that it's out there, it's been very fun to watch the reception from people who are buying it. Um, and sh- a lot of people love to share photos of themselves with a bottle on Instagram because I think it's just a really fun <laughs> name and bottle to have. Um, and that's been really, really fun to see. I think, honestly, what has been most rewarding to me, and, and I'm sure Aaron as well, is just hearing people um, – people's response to trying the product um, and tasting it. That was something that we spent a really, really, really long time um, perfecting was the recipe. And it's been really exciting to see people um, taste it and really enjoy it um, and, and just love it as a product as much as a brand. Well, yeah. So I imagine people see the name Super Gay and, and there's probably some element that they think it's gimmicky in a way like gimmicky marketing or whatever. And then you, you, they taste it and they're like, Oh wait, this is like for real, this is delicious stuff. So let's get into that. Like what, tell us about the inception of, you know, from where you source the ingredients and, and how you source that and why you source it that way. And, and you don't have to give away the secret recipe, but you know, what went into developing it? Yeah. Um, well, as I said, we spent a really long time on the recipe. It was really, really important that we were we were making a vodka that was as sustainable as possible. That's a really um, important thing for both Aaron and I, um, but also something that tasted really delicious. So we spent a long, long time on the recipe. We we basically did a we did a series of blind taste tests of the fifty most popular vodkas that are on the market. Um, and we got all our friends to blind taste test them until we could find the three um, blind um, most delicious vodkas. So without any branding or any marketing, what, what were the three that really just tasted the best? Um, and once we had those, we then tested every recipe. We probably did, you know, 10 to 20 recipes um, until we, we could blind taste test and beat those three. And that oh, wow. took a that took a really, really long time um, and a lot of drinking warm vodka because you, if you put vodka on ice, it um, dilutes the the taste and it tastes different. So a lot of a lot of warm vodka, and it took it took us yeah ages and ages to to beat those top three. And once we'd done that, and we had one recipe that we were like, this is this is it. Um, that's the one that we went into production, and so so that is um, made from organic corn. Um, we try and get the corn from uh, uh, local producers as much as possible, um, but if not, it's it's all American corn, um, so 100% organic. Um, and then we do it in small batches at our distillery in Yonkers um, in sort of lower upstate New York, um, and we uh, filter it three times through activated coconut charcoal, which, which for, for us um, created the sort of smoothest, um, most interesting um, texture. We did a bunch of tests and did it a bunch of different ways, and that what that sort of created the most kind of clean but still sort of distinctly vodka texture. 
Mm, love that. So it sounds like an arduous process, drinking tons of vodka, trying multiple recipes. Um, <laughs> it is. Why, <laughs> why, why did you go with organic corn? Do you think, I mean, is that a, is that a philosophical thing? Is that a flavor thing? Is that um, it's, it's, a, it's both. I would say it's flavor and it's also philosophical. I think for us, it just didn't make sense to use anything that wasn't organic. You know, I mean, I, I pretty much only eat organic vegetables when I go to the supermarket. I only buy organic vegetables. And, you know, obviously at restaurants, you can't always um, filter that so precisely. But I, if I'm only going to sort of feed myself organic vegetables, then the vodka that I want to make needs to be made from organic you know, sources, organic um, corn as well. Now, some people would argue that because you distill it so many times and, you know, it's filtered, like who cares how it was grown? How would you respond to that? Especially in the spirits world. I mean, you don't see that many were made with organic ingredients. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair, that's a fair enough. That's a fair enough argument to say. Um, I would just say also philosophically for us, it just feels like it's the right thing to do is to support organic producers because um, I think we need more of them. And I think if all the, if all the you know, uh, fruits and vegetables and produce we were making was organic, um, we would all be a lot healthier and the planet would be a lot healthier. So, so you know, it's sure, I'm sure filtering, I'm sure the filtering process probably does, you know, probably uh filter out a lot of you know nasty things you don't want in there but it just it just for us it just there wasn't really any other option other than yeah to do no, it organic. I, mean, I i i mean i'm i'm sort of obviously playing devil's advocate against my own perspective but you know my my response to that is always that it's really not about me it's about the planet you know like mm-hmm. that, cho- that, that choice for you guys to to source organic corn means you are supporting acres and acres of cornfields to be grown without pesticides. So like whether yes. that gets your, whether pesticides get into your body or not is almost beside the point because you're creating an environment that is free pesticide free by going organic with your ingredients. Um, yeah. I, yeah yeah no exactly and that that that's you know that's the same reason for us and also you know a, a lot of vodkas use um they they add things to create a texture to the vodka um mm-hmm. you know they they put things in that aren't great for you and you know that was an important uh thing for us to not ever be adding any nasty additives just to be as simple in our ingredients list as possible um and yeah and not be supporting an industry that is sort of out of control with pesticide use. I imagine, I mean, I know a little bit about vodka. You can, you can make, you can use almost anything as a base for it. Why corn? Um, you can, you can use almost anything for, for vodka. That's, that's the beauty of vodka. You really can make it out of beets and potatoes and people make it out of grass and all sorts of things. Um, Yeah, I think I think for us, you know, corn is like a uniquely American grain, um, and it's just a really, it's just a really simple grain, and it it just made the tastiest um, vodka for us. It just seemed to be the most most um, appropriate for us when we when we were creating it. 
So if you're working with corn and you're distilling it, how much further do you have to go to make a bourbon? Well, you, uh, you know, a bourbon becomes a bourbon as you age it in a barrel. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't really have to go, you know, you don't have to go that much further <laughs> to make it so a bourbon. You just have to let that, it sit in a barrel. Is that in your future perhaps? <laughs> or well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll still, it does make, um, a bourbon and a, oh, okay. and a whiskey called legs diamond. Um, and so they are, they do the team we work with, do know how to make, do know how to make bourbon and whiskey. Um, yeah, possibly. We we have some ideas that we're working on, which I won't say because they're, you know, we're trying to keep them under the hood for yeah, now. Yeah, um, I'm with you. But we have some interesting ideas. I will say that I think whatever we create next, we we want to do things that are are surprising and unique, and yeah. you know, not everybody is doing. You know, I think well, that's kind of a, a big part of our our brand. So I. Whatever it will be, I think it will be really, really fun and really, really delicious. Of course, as well. <laughs> I'm sure. I and I'm I'm curious because you know this is I have a very similar approach with Centralis now, and and part of it for me is you know I I don't think that I'm ever going to be a Grey Goose, you know, in your world. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I'm not going to be that million cases of product sold. I I'm. I, you know, I think I'm going, we're, our brand will always be moderate to small um, or small to moderate at this point or micro to moderate at this point. Um, and so you kind of like, this is the way I've figured the only way to stand out is to do something that other people aren't doing. Is that part of what's behind it for you or, or what is it for you? Is it, is it a sales concern? I think for us, it's, it's, you know, this is our project that we can have fun with and we can experiment with. And, you know, I think we, we don't want to bore ourselves. We want to do things Mm -hmm. that are unexpected and, 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 and push the boundaries a little bit because that's, that's what's most exciting and most fun for us to do. Um, So I think that's a big part of it. Um, You know, we want to make a vodka that everybody drinks. That was definitely part of the intention. That's why we tried to keep our costs down and keep our price point to you know to a very reasonable price point it's a it's a, around the same price as a you know a tito's or a gray goose um you know it usually sells between 27 and 29 which is pretty reasonable especially for uh, vodka made from organic ingredients um so we want to make something that everybody drinks and that's kind of a big part of our our journey is to create something that you know maybe people you wouldn't expect to drink are drinking it, you know, people who maybe don't fit the demographic that one might, you know, think about when, when you hear the name super gay, we want it to be a product that everybody can drink and everybody can enjoy. Well, well, that's a, that brings up another question is, I mean, did you make it for the LGBTQ community or like how did, how, and how has that worked for you or against you having the name super gay? Well, That's I think, there. yeah, sure. I, we, we, you know, we're both, you know, gay, uh, Aaron and I, so, you know, so, so yeah, we, we thought the name was fun and it is, it is definitely, there are a lot of products out there that put a rainbow flag on their, on their liquor and then try and sell it 
to the LGBT community. And we didn't ever want to do anything like that. That just seems cheap and tacky and, you know, um, opportunistic. That was never our intention. It was to do something that was playful and fun. Um, if gay people want to buy it, that is great. Obviously, we give back a portion of our, um, our profits to um, community groups that work in the work to help um, LGBT people. And that's that's been something that we've you know, wanted to do since day one of starting. Um, but it's it's a product that everyone can drink because, you know, it's it's just a vodka. Vodka doesn't have a sexuality. It's just it's just a, <laughs> it's it's a liquid. It doesn't have a gender or a sexuality, so everyone should be able to drink it and enjoy it. And they should drink it and enjoy it because it's really good quality um, and it's a fun product that looks good on your on your bar or on your you know bar cart. Yeah. How? So when did you start selling? When did sales begin for you? We started selling in March of last year. So oh, the perfect timing. <laughs> the perfect timing to launch a business just as the whole world shuts down. Um, yep. <laughs> oh, really? Did you start selling well, we, at the same it's time? Like September of 2020. Oh, so. right right before. <laughs> no, no, this like this past fall basically. Right? Oh. I mean, right we in just, the middle. Yeah, it was just the timing. It was when we, you know, had bottled and planned to sell from two years. I mean, because with wine, you have this like year and a half to two year lead time, basically. Yeah. From when you pick the grapes to when you're, you know, you're going to be able to sell that wine. And the, once the train's on the tracks, there ain't any pulling it back to the station. Um, so, yeah, that's we were just that was that that was uh, fated to happen regardless. But yeah, what what has been your experience? Have you... And what has changed in the last, since this March, I guess, I, I've noticed a difference. So I'm just curious what your last year has been like, and then maybe what the last couple months have been like for you. Yeah, it was a really challenging time to to launch a business in the middle of a, a global pandemic. Um, we, we had initially thought we would reach out to on-premise um, places, so bars and restaurants, um, but then they all shut down, so so we had to switch switch up the strategy uh, at the last minute, and so we started focusing on off premise on on liquor stores, and and honestly, it was really challenging at the start because we we hadn't you know it was a whole new plan, but but honestly, it um you know it worked it worked out well. It was really well received by liquor stores and people were drinking more at home. People were ordering a lot more delivery from liquor stores. So the sales really did increase a lot in liquor stores. And so so it was a good time to sort of partner with a bunch of liquor stores and um, get it in front of people. And it it, it, it was really well received in those first uh, six months. Um, now that everything is opening up in New York, we're starting to work with restaurants and bars. And that is really exciting and you know, um, uh, really exciting to be able to go and visit them and, you know, and see it behind the bar and, yeah. you know, have, have that experience that we, we haven't been able to have. Um, and then also expanding in the last few months. So we just launched in California, which is, uh, oh, very exciting. Congratulations. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a it's that was always, you know, a big thing for year two was for us to go into California. Year one, we were always going to focus on New York and then year two focus on California. And so 
um, you know, we're right on time for that. And that's really exciting. We, we launched there with Skernik Wine and Spirits um, who have started um, working there, I think pretty recently. I think we're one of their first uh, brands to, to go over there with them. Um, they, re- they represent us in, in New York. Um, and yeah, so that's been really fun. And then also New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, we've started selling in and then um, hopefully in Massachusetts in the next next few weeks oh fantastic um so i was that was going to be my next question if you were just in new york right now uh it looks like you can on your website supergayspirits.com it looks like you can buy bottles do you ship everywhere we ship yeah everywhere uh, most states in the u.s we work with a company called a cell pay and they um they work with retailers. So we're essentially just sending traffic to retailers um, through the website. Um, It's similar to what mini bar and reserve bar and a few of those other uh, companies do. Um, But yes, we do, we do ship to most States. I think there's a couple places that we don't ship to right now, but most, most places you can, you can get a bottle from ordering through the website. And what was the name of that service that, that you, that you use for the shipping? Um, they're called a cell pay. They're a small startup. Uh, they launched, I believe it's a C C E L P A Y. Okay. Great. I mean, there might be some listeners who are in a similar spirit and looking for a solution. Um, I know that I, you know, in, in wine, there's something called Vino shipper that tons of, you know, startup wineries are using now to, to handle their interstate shipping because it, deals with all the compliance and everything um that's very cool so i don't know anything about labeling of vodka but with your organic ingredients are you allowed to say that on the bottle do you say that on the bottle what what are you what are the restrictions around that that you've learned about um we are uh we are allowed to say yes. We are allowed to say made from organic ingredients. Um, we're we're not allowed to say uh, have the certified organic label um, because then the dis- I believe the whole distillery has to be certified right. organic, right. Um, which is you know it, it doesn't change the product, it doesn't change the ingredients right. or the product exactly. you get, but it's sort of another level of certification. I think it's similar to the kosher certification that is like you know every single device and thing in the place has to be certified kosher um right yeah so yeah so that's why i believe it says yeah sort of um, organic ingredients is, is is what we say got it okay great and and there's more than just corn and water i imagine that goes into it but not much else is what you're saying there's pretty much nothing else yeah okay Got it. Yeah. All right. That's lovely. Well, what, uh, I mean, what do you hope somebody who's looking at super gay as a alternative to their vodka would think about? And, and what would you want people to think about, uh, when it comes to your spirits and brand? We want people to smile when they think about our product. You know, we want people to look at the brand and, you know, and feel good and, and feel, you know, like that we're very approachable um, and that we're fun 
and that we don't look like everything else on the shelf. You know, we did a lot of research into every, not just vodka, but every other spirits brand in the on the planet, basically. We had a oh. giant pin, Pinterest board of, you know, all the different kinds of categories that a lot of the brands sort of slot into. And there is a bit of a, um, there's a sort of seriousness to a lot of small batch uh, spirits brands. You know, there's this kind of like prohibition yeah. era, you know, <laughs> ye, ye oldy kind of vibe to a lot of yeah. them, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and we, and we kind of wanted to push against that because, you know, that's, that's not who we are right. as a brand. And so we wanted to, you know, we wanted to stand out from that. We wanted to be a little more colorful. We wanted to be a lot cleaner, a lot simpler, um, and a little more fun. So I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing we want people to take away from the brand that we're, you know, we're fun, we're approachable and, and also that we're, you know, we're really well made. We're a good quality product that, you know, is going to be delicious in your cocktails or even be delicious over ice, which is how I like to drink it. I love that. I mean, as a wine drinker, um, I mainly have in the past used vodka as a sterilizing solution on winemaking equipment. Um, and I am now inspired to actually drink some <laughs> super that's, gay. That's a good, that's a good use. I heard, I heard once on, uh, Christy, Alley, you know, from cheers that when yeah, she was, yeah. a, she was a cleaning lady when she was younger, she used to use like really cheap vodka as a cleaning <laughs> to clean no. houses. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not lying at all. Like that is like a, in many wineries you'll see bottles of like pop off or some cheap cheap vodka yeah. you fill spray bottles with to like rinse off equipment that touches wine because it's yeah. like the perfect thing well i think you know a lot of people have that perception of vodka because it is you know traditionally was traditionally a tasteless and odorless spirit and so there i think a lot of people some not a lot of people but many people don't have the most sort of positive um, connotations to vodka when they think about it. A lot of people maybe drank it in college and drank too much of it, and you know, so it 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 has a reputation. I think for us, it was can we kind of you know redefine or reestablish that reputation as something that you would want to sip that you could just sip on ice like you would a tequila because a good vodka, if it's really well made, and this is not just not just speaking about our vodka but many other vodkas that are really exceptionally well made you they are really nice to sip on the rocks and they are very versatile and can be used in a lot of a lot of ways well that that leads me into like my final question which is can you give us some drinking advice whether it's you know the best way to feature super gay you know other than obviously i mean are there are there things that you now know as a vodka insider that is sort of like being a pour over barista, like a real coffee snob where you know the temperature at which things should be, you know, prepared and served and the size of the ice cube and the ratio of whatever to whatever, you know what I mean? Like, can you, are there any like high tech things that you like if somebody wants to get really geeky about their vodka drinking that you've learned and can share that's a really good question and honestly aaron my co-founder would would probably have a better answer than than i could come up with but i <laughs> i can give i can give it a go um i think i think the but my favorite way of drinking vodka as i said is on the rocks like i really really love sipping it 
um, yeah. if it's a real if it's a really well made vodka, it's it is truly delicious on the rocks. Mm. Um, I think I think you wanna you want to you want it to be cold. It's not something you want to sip. It's not a whiskey that you would could sip without ice. I think vodka does taste best with ice. Um, I when I when I'm looking for a vodka, someone you know that isn't my own vodka, I'm looking for something that has a little bit more of a um, a texture to it and a, a bit more of a mouthfeel. A lot of vodkas um, that aren't well made, they can be very thin. And so I would say if you're drinking a vodka that tastes very thin and, and too sharp, it's not a very well-made vodka. A, a, a well-made vodka will have some texture to it and will have a, a very pleasant mouthfeel. Um, and so that's what I look for, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm thinking about a vodka. But vodka can be drunk. A good vodka you can drink in a million different ways. It mixes beautifully in cocktails, um, you know, it's it's great it's great on its own if it's a really good vodka yeah there's a lot of it's a, a very it truly is a very versatile spirit do you have a favorite cocktail right now in your life that you would recommend something new you've discovered that you want to share well i i learned this recipe the other night to make um a, a watermelon shrub uh with vodka okay um and so it's a watermelon blended um with a little bit of tabasco um and mm. some and some vinegar, light light vinegar, not too much because it can overpower. And then that mixed up with um, vodka on the rocks with a little bit more lime juice. It's kind of like a um, margarita, but with vodka. Um, vinegar? Why? Yeah. Well, vinegar in the shrub, like it's a watermelon shrub. So you make a big batch of it. And so it's not a lot of okay. vinegar. It's just a little gotcha. bit. Um, gotcha. You know, and I, I made that the other night. It was really delicious. That reminds me of probably like the the best vodka drinking experience I've ever had where I was uh, a friend who worked at a restaurant and had me come after hours and they had a big giant container full of watermelon that was just soaking in vodka and there was a tap at the bottom and it had been soaking for days. Oh, amazing. And so it was, I mean, that was, it turned out to be way too drinkable <laughs> as it turned out um so the night ended quickly after the restaurant but the best tasting uh you know beverage i'd had at that moment it was delicious oh uh, yeah, yeah. Water, watermelon vodka is so fantastic together the other thing that i really love is watermelon i'm um, sorry vodka and champagne vodka oh. and champagne is just again way too drinkable Ooh, and way too okay. delicious and goes down real quick but it's so such a good combo i think they used to on absolutely fabulous the british tv show i'm not sure if you've seen it but they sure, they, yeah. would, they would call it a, a, a they would uh they would make that on the show um quite a lot and uh was there a name for that um <laughs> breakfast <laughs> it's a, i don't know it has different names it's like uh you know you could call it a a Bolly, a Bolly super gay, you know, it, it depends what champagne you use with it. But yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, that's good. Is there a ratio for that? 50, 50 or just whatever you feel like? I, I would say 30, 70. Okay. More 70, 70, 30, more champagne than, than vodka. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. So like a shot and a flute and then fill it yeah. the rest of the way with champagne. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. 
Love it. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Tom, thank you so much. I want <laughs> you. How? Uh, what? What do you want people to do in terms of take action? Do you want them to visit your website? Go like you know, start following you on Instagram. What's what? 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 I mean, tell us all the ways that we can get to know Super Gay a little better. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for uh, taking an interest in the brand. And it was a great uh, conversation with you today. So I really appreciate thank that. You. Uh, thank you. Um, people can go to our website, supergayspirits.com. They can follow us on Instagram. It's at supergayspirits. Um, and then they can, yeah, you can hopefully find us in a store near you. Uh, um, more coming soon. <laughs> soon yeah. Do you know where you are in Los Angeles, for example? Yes, I do. We, yeah. we're, we're only in a couple places right now. We're in one called um, High high low spirit yeah. high low liquor in culver city that's very close to me yep oh amazing and then we're also yeah. in the epic the epicurean trader in san francisco um uh, bitters and bottles in san francisco and good spirits in san we're in, in san francisco we're in quite a few in in san fran um nice. uh, la is just getting started but hopefully hopefully a bunch more soon well, Hilo is a great place. It's a, you are well-featured there. That's very cool. Um, and if anybody wants to know where that is, it's in Southern California near enough. It's basically Washington Boulevard near National. Actually, somewhere between National and La Cienega. <laughs> I don't know what the cross street is, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great place. I, I, I think I might be heading there when we get off here. <laughs> Oh, that's all, well, yeah, I'm, I'm heading that direction. So, hopefully uh, they, they have it in the store um, already. Yeah. Let me know if, if they if they do or they don't. They just well, they just placed their order yesterday. So, so oh, OK. All right. Well, I'll definitely check in. So maybe but maybe I'll have to go back. But that's always fun for me anyway. So <laughs> it's a win win if they yeah. don't have it. <laughs> Get to come Fantastic. back. Thank you so much, Tom. We really appreciate this. This is great. Yeah, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate getting to speak with you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I really appreciate your time and attention as well. And if you did enjoy that, please give us a review. Um, that's positive, ideally, <laughs> because we do this for free and it helps to get the word out. We're just trying to spread the word about people doing great things. So thank you.